Hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, beaming out to you from on the sand at Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. Joined today by Tony Hughes, who is not that far away. Tony, where are you beaming in from? I'm in Sydney today. Sydney, the big smoke, the, yes. the New York of Australia. <laughs> For those of you who don't know Tony, you must have been living under a rock or in a cave because he's got 35 years sales leadership experience. He's a best-selling author. He's the number one blogger globally on business-to-business sales. He is in so much demand that he told me before the interview that he really does not want any more clients. Please don't promote me too heavily. So, <laughs> so I think if you want evidence of the fact that Tony's stuff actually work, you need no, look no further than, than Tony himself. He's the most read person on LinkedIn on the topic of business-to-business sales. Title today, and Tony, thank you so much for giving up your time, especially given that you don't actually need or want more clients. Very generous of you to donate some of your time to help folks. The title is How to Understand the Future of Professional Selling. As usual, we will do that in seven minutes. Tony, your time starts now. Question number one is who is your ideal client? So my ideal client is a large B2B sales organization, people who've got a top-line revenue problem that they need to solve. Thank you. And that is the problem you solve, so therefore that's question number two. Do you want to elaborate on that anymore, the problem, or should we talk about question number three, the symptoms? Yeah, well, well, typically in business-to-business selling, uh, depending on the organization, up to 70%, that's an insane number, but up to 70% of the salespeople are actually missing their number. So it's a serious problem for most organizations, and they really struggle to identify why. So question number three, six and a half minutes left. So we've got this large B2B organization, 70% of the sales team are not reaching objective. And this is happening year in, year out. So other than missing revenue targets, are there any other symptoms of that organization or the head of sales or the salespeople? What are they going to be experiencing other than disappointment? Yeah, so other than missing numbers, uh, you know, which is, which is really the outcome, not the root cause, um, they'll be suffering from higher turnover of salespeople in their own organization. They'll be struggling with diminishing customer loyalty. The big thing I see is people struggle with pipeline. People commonly say to me, I'm r- really good at my particular domain. I've got great IP. I've got really good clients. Um, I know how to go and pursue an opportunity when I've got one. The only problem I've got is I just don't have enough pipeline. Uh, And the reality is if you're struggling with pipeline, you've actually got a sales problem. It's a giant mistake to separate the creation of pipeline from the process of actually driving a sale. So, and the reason people struggle with pipeline is a couple of things. The first is they don't have the right narrative. A lot of people just are really rubbish at explaining to people why a conversation with them would really matter. And then the other thing is people have gone hyper passive in this social and digital world in how they try and build pipeline. You know, they expect people to come and find their website or they do a whole lot of soft things in LinkedIn or digital outbound. And at the end of the day, they tend to treat the phone as if it's covered with spiders. The truth is we need to re-embrace the phone. We need to create conversations with people. So really important to, to nail your narrative up the level of activity and don't mistake someone ignoring us as someone rejecting us. Hmm. Wise words, and so succinctly put. I love the the phrase you used about having a narrative, and it was something about that com- that's that's magnetic or compelling people to listen. Because yeah, I can imagine if yeah. salespeople get that, then the, the 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 fear of prospecting disappears. Well, I think most of the people listening to this, you know, are, are really consultants with their own IP and consulting services that they're taking to market. And I think an example we can all relate to is this. You think back, you know, earlier in your life to when you were dating, 
the thing we all, uh, you know, just intuitively knew is that if there was someone else that we were really interested in, the way to push them away is to go up to them and start talking about ourselves. The way to attract somebody is to talk about them, make the conversation about them. If we take a genuine interest in other people, if we're really good at listening, if we ask great, open, insightful questions, the person becomes attracted to us. The moment we start sort of pushing ourselves, talking about our success onto somebody else, it's like we've been munching on an onion, right? It just gives us, it just gives us sales breath and repels people away from us. So, you know, the whole law of, of reciprocity and the law of attraction is be interested in, in, in the other person in our personal life. If you want good friends, be a great friend. A really important thing to do. So, so lead with why conversations matter, but really take an interest in other people. And the other thing that I found that doesn't work with dating is stalking people, funnily enough. But who, <laughs> yeah, knew? A, who knew? Who yeah, knew? Um, there's, there's a lot of stalking goes on in LinkedIn, right? So, yeah, what's so, <laughs> so, so, pe- so people think if they, if they narcissistically gaze into their LinkedIn profile and continually groom it yeah. and just sort of connect with people, that that'll magically make something I happen, mean, and, I, and, and yeah. it doesn't. I, I, lo- I love me. Why don't other people love me? Like, I love me. Therein yeah. lies the problem. Question number four. So what are the common, some of the common mistakes? Two minutes, 40 seconds left. What are some of the common mistakes that people make? They've got a sales problem. What are the things that they're trying that just they shouldn't even be trying? Okay. So, so the first thing is, and all good consultants know, don't, don't confuse symptoms with causes. Uh, re- really important to talk the language of leaders. So, so, we've, so the problem in selling, and we all sell, the thing I say often is that Selling is the skill that everybody in life needs, but it's the skill that nobody seems to want. You know, it just seems to have some, some kind of baggage around it. But selling is really just influencing. So, so the really important thing is that as we go to market and actually seek, seek to influence people, that we make it all about them. So we, we need to, first of all, make sure that, that we're well-researched, that we're good at storytelling that's actually relevant to them, that we've, we've done our research, we plan to ask really good open questions, and that we understand that from their world, uh, they've got some problem that they need to solve. So we all need to talk the language of leaders. One of the problems in selling is we get delegated down to who it sounds like we deserve to be talking to. So if we want to talk with the CEO, the owner of the business, talk about the outcomes that they're seeking to achieve and where they see their risks, and then immediately at the next level under, the, uh, under that, we need to underpin the conversation by talking about dollar and percentage impacts to their P&L and balance sheet. And then also those key result areas. There's a big difference between KPIs, which are typically lower in an organization. An example of this would be, you know, some organizations measure, for example, net promoter score in their interactions with customers. Um, and yet, you know, that's really an, an, a, a KPI metric. The key result area is customer retention or customer churn. So, you know, talk, talking the language of leaders means talk about better retaining customers and reducing customer churn rather than something like a net promoter score, an NPS, you know, when you're having conversations with people. So talk the language of leaders, anchor conversations in a really strong business case. And then the last thing is, understand that they need to achieve consensus inside their organization if they're going to drive any form of change. So help them do that, understand the politics and agendas in the organization. So much wisdom there. I, I, I'm going to skip a couple of questions because we don't have time, but I think you've really over-delivered. I want to thank you for that. Tony, um, any final words? 10 seconds left. 
Yeah, just amp up what you're doing. Most people are just way too passive. You know, you, you need to be driving combinations of outreach at the right targeted people, know what an ideal customer looks like, how that organization profiles up. So you're targeting the right organizations and then understand those buyer personas and what matters to them, the KPIs that drive them in their role. Tony Hughes, you're a scholar and a gentleman. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. It was great to be on. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.